0: You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello,
1: you're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley, and today we have the birthday girl, my wife, Cassandra, with us. So on behalf of all of our fans, I'm sure, and our listeners, they all want to wish you a happy birthday.
0: That's awesome. I'm celebrating level 46.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's her birthday, so if any of you want to reach out to her, here's her... I'm just kidding. I was (laughs) going to give your phone number away, but I don't think you'd appreciate that. Anyhow, thanks for being here. Uh, This is two weeks in a row, so I think you said... Because you, you celebrate the entire month. The correct? entire
0: month is my month,
1: yes. <laughs> okay. So you said you're gonna you're gonna come back for a few more episodes. That's right, because it's awesome. my birthday month. Okay. Well, after today, I'll I'll try to remember to, to bring up your birthday, but okay. happy happy oh. birthday, If month. you forget, I'll bring it up for you. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> All right. So today's episode is two hundred and forty two. And today's topic is preventing toxic mold sickness. So mold sickness is something every time people reach out. For the most part, that's part of their question is, is, you know, is this making me sick? When it comes to obviously anything in life, prevention is key. So that's why, you know, during this episode, I wanted to just talk about the things people can do to prevent mold sickness. Just for our listeners, I know you you have a long list of these just because you've done the podcast. What what are mold sickness symptoms? What would you say they are?
0: There's so many. It's not even like it, we could do 10 episodes and we would not cover Yeah, all of the different areas and systems of the body that mold sickness impacts. It literally impacts all of them. Dr. Fox on the episode when we were talking to her talked about mold and how it affects fertility. Right. That's just one of the areas, let alone cognitive, neuro, all of them. Your brain. Your gut. Everything. Asthma, allergies. Yeah. All of it.
1: Yeah, it's huge. And, you know, typically when we talk about mold sickness symptoms, we talk about uh, runny nose, watery eyes, cough, um, irritability, fatigue, you know, a lot of things. And I know for our listeners, it's like, well, that's kind of a cop-out, you say so many things, but it, it there are so many things uh, that it can do to your body. And, you know, mold sickness, is it's, it's very devastating for people for several reasons. You're very sick. On top of that, if you're listening to me or Dr. Fox, you have to vacate the property you're in. You've got to look at the mold mitigation costs, the doctor's costs, because most doctors that are mold literate or your functional medicine doctors that are not your typical GP, you know, you have the cost of if you have to leave your home and stay in a hotel, like it, it gets quite expensive and overwhelming. And, you know, that's once again why we go back to the whole prevention, like how can we prevent this?
0: Well, and and the other thing is there's so many people in our society that are already immunocompromised. So they have autoimmune issues. Mm-hmm. They have um, lupus. They have thyroid. They have, I mean, Graves' disease, you can just go on and on with the number of immunocompromised individuals. Mold comes into the scene of somebody who already has a, a weak immune system, and it wreaks havoc.
1: Yeah, and I don't recall, do you recall when Dr. Fox was on? She said something to the effect that when you have mold toxicity... That's when the Lyme's disease flares up. Is that what she said?
0: Something, yeah, something like that.
1: To that effect. And
0: I'm pretty sure almost all of the autoimmune, the challenge with autoimmune is that your body is already assuming its own cells are enemies. Right. So you introduce, it's already on in a fight status with its own cells. Yep. You bring mold sickness into it. Now you got a whole other battle that your immune system feels like it has to fight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's quite severe and it. You know, just to clarify with our listeners, a lot of times you'll hear people say, yeah, you know, mold sickness is like allergies. Well, and Dr. Fox said this, this is my opinion too. Mold sickness is way, way worse than an allergy. An allergy can be easily controlled with antihistamines. It's fairly minor. People that have full-blown, you know, have had mold sickness There's Sears, C-I-R-S. There's um, mold sensitive. There's a lot of different terms people use, but it really wreaks havoc on your body.
0: And it debilitates people in different ways. That's what makes it so hard, probably for doctors to diagnose and also to treat, because it's not like if you have allergies, there typically are a certain number of symptoms that anybody who has allergies is going to experience. If you have mold sickness, the symptoms are so, the symptom list is so long that A lot of people who are trying to get diagnosed spend a long time with doctors misdiagnosing them with other things that have the same symptoms.
1: Yeah. You know, it's obviously I'm not a doctor, but from what I've heard and what I see, but, you know, mainly from what I hear from my clients is, is, you know, the doctor's kind of just gaslight mm-hmm. our patients and our clients and say, oh, you know, you have this, this, and this, it's all in your head or whatever. And it's a very difficult, and I, I don't want to sound demeaning to doctors, but we need a lot more Dr. Foxes out there. And there are plenty of, of, of doctors that are mold educated, mm-hmm. but your typical GP's is not. And they, it's a it's a tough thing because the doctors don't like it. Anyways, when we go to Google and do our research, the last thing a doctor wants you to hear is, "Yeah, this guy I listened to his podcast says that you don't know about mold sickness," and that's the last thing that the, the doctor wants to hear. And then they just want to poo-poo it away. Well, so. if
0: you're tactful, you won't say that you don't know about mold sickness. You'll say, "Give me this test, this test, this test, this test, please." Yes. Yeah, but. And if they won't, then you fire them and you find the right doctor.
1: Yeah, and I, and I. That's where it gets tough for our listeners is a lot of the mycotoxin testing, well, I don't know of any insurance that covers it. So it's quite difficult, you know. But anyhow, let's let's try to get back on, on well, our Well,
0: but I think this is important because part of prevention is being proactive. Right. And so when when we bring people like Dr. Fox onto the podcast It's to provide information, but it's also to share that a best practice when dealing with lots of illnesses, especially ones that traditional medicine doesn't handle very well, is to invest in yourself by working with people like Dr. Fox in advance before you actually are in a dire situation where you need Exactly.
1: Yep. Then, you know, if we lived in a perfect world, you know, we we would prevent all of our listeners from having to go to the doctor preventing mold in the first place. But that's it's it's difficult. And, uh, you know, it's when it comes to the medical side, that's why I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole because I'm not a doctor, but it gets really difficult because if you can't figure out what's causing the problems, it's just going to cost you more and more money. And I, I understand it gets expensive with paying someone like Dr. Fox, paying someone like myself. But on the other hand, if you can get the right people involved right off the bat, then we can hopefully get ahead of it with with stuff like prevention.
0: And, and I think where part of what you're talking about prevention is also f- making sure that you're not one of the contributing factors to your mold sickness. Yep. The daily habits that we don't really understand or may not understand is causing our mold issues could be causing our mold issues, which then makes you a factor exactly. in your illness.
1: Yeah, and it, one of the most common habits I hear And, you know, hopefully our listeners are are not this young, but, you know, most of the time it's literally my kids showering or bathing causes lots of issues. And it's crazy because, you know, by the time you've figured it out, the mold is already there. And that's why it's so important. Like, I remember my dad all the time, like, I come in the, the house, and if I left the door open, he'd be like, Are you born in a barn? No, we'll shut the door. <laughs> so, or that, or we're not going to heat the outside. Well, sometimes you have to hound your children. And, and I and when it comes to your spouse, I don't recommend hounding them, but it doesn't hurt to talk to your children and say, Hey, you know, all that fog that's on the mirror when you get out of the shower, that is prime conditions for mold to start growing. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing that every day, you might not notice it right now, but you could be doing damage to your lungs or your body that you're going to pay the price for later on.
0: Completely. And, and it's, it's both the everyday uh, habits that people have in terms of washing the dishes and having water around the sink. You know, having a little bit of a leak underneath the sink that you're just like, oh, that'll be fine. Yeah,
1: they throw a bucket down there. It,
0: exactly. Or something as, as that you might not think is an issue where your basement floods and you think you've mopped it up, shop vaced it up, you've put down towels, but then you leave the wet towels there right, for a long period. of. There's lots of things we do that we don't realize is creating a great environment for mold. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, you know, I know, I'm not sure the 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 decades, but I know like in the 80s, a lot of... A lot of people had carpet in their bathrooms. And, you know, like I know for us, we have towel holders, but you'd be surprised how many inspections I've done. And people in a carpeted bathroom just throw their wet towels in the corner. Mm -hmm. And because it's carpet, you don't really see until you start smelling something. And you're, you're like, man, what's that funky smell? Like, you don't know if it's your dirty clothes. You don't know what the smell is. And come to find out. We go in there and during the inspection and part of our inspection, we use an infrared camera, you know, I'm looking around and I just see this big spot on the floor and I'm like, what the heck? And then you ask the, the clients and they say, oh yeah, that's where my husband throws his towels every day. More than likely, they don't let, you know, they don't want us to and they don't let us pull up the carpet, but I I put money on it that there's mold growing right there.
0: Exactly.
1: So it it's something that for our listeners, there are little things that you can do and I get it. Like we all have morning routines and we get up and, you know, it's X, Y, and Z. But if you could spend like five more minutes to make sure you wipe down that counter or go check the the bath, you know, the floor after your kids bathe, just little things. And I know, you know, little kids love to splash around in the tub, but at the end of the day, it's not good if if you're literally dealing with a mold issue that you didn't know about.
0: Absolutely. And so it's just it's important to figure out your habits that can prevent mold, but also the devices that you can purchase to help you with all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We talk about the Luft monitor. You know, it monitors the humidity. It's so funny because I am a an affiliate with with them. But when we start talking about stuff to monitor indoor air quality. We have one and they are very helpful, but something our listeners, and you know, it's like $240, so I, I get it. Not everybody can run out and buy one, but for our listeners that can't afford that, there are humidity gauges. You can go to Amazon and get, you know, humidity gauges. And and I, some of the people that have reached out to me, I can send you actual links for like a humidity gauge or a water alarm. So if any of you listeners are looking for for anything like that, just reach out to me and I can send you a link for an Amazon link. But my point is, is a humidity gauge. Literally, you can buy a three pack for fifteen dollars. Okay. Yeah, they're cheap, but they work. Absolutely. You know,
0: and it's just it's things like that. Things like uh, air purifiers, not dehumidifiers. Humidif- de-
1: No, humidifier.
0: Not humidifiers, but air purifiers. Sometimes you get it confused.
1: I don't know what brought it up, but you were talking about um, humidifiers and dehumidifiers. And back in the day, when I say back in the day, you know, when I was a younger kid, you know, which was like in the 90s. That was a joke, (laughs) by the way. But anyhow... um, Our parents used humidifiers. Yes, with babies. When they
0: were stuffed up, you would put on the humidifier and all the steam and that could cause mold problems. And who knew? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people actually put them on their HVAC systems, which, of course, because of the field that I'm in, I'm not a fan of humidifiers. I'm, of course, dehumidifiers. You know, that's a lot of mold prevention, too. But not to go too far down that rabbit hole, if you have to have a dehumidifier in your home and you live in a newer home and it has an HVAC system, I would be curious to know why the humidity is so high you have to have that. Sure. That's a problem. But going back to what we we're talking about, like as a kid, you know, your parents would just plug in that humidifier and they put whatever the Vicks smells or yeah, something in that it. Stuff, yep. And they thought they were doing good. Mm-hmm. Well, they were literally asking for mold growth and when you weren't using that machine, mold could literally start growing in the machine. And if it's not cleaned up properly, they're literally just spraying mold spores at you. But I don't see humidifiers these days like no. I used to. And,
0: and to You know, for all of those people who take things at a 0-100, sometimes you're going to need those kinds of things. Sometimes right. if you have a sick baby, you need to go in the shower, go in the bathroom, close the door, turn the shower all the way to hot to get them right. to...
1: Yeah, and that, but better. that's a temporary yeah, thing.
0: Temporary is the key. Exactly. It cannot be a routine. Yep. That happens every night for hours on end.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a 18 year old dude literally would shower for an hour.
0: Mm-hmm. With you know? no, probably with no fan on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably. We don't even know. <laughs> but,
1: but, but but a lot of people enjoy that, <laughs> yeah. and and I get it, but you know, long term, that's going to cause some major problems. Okay. And just to kind of to wrap it up with the whole humidity stuff, like if, if you do take longer showers and you like that hot shower, just make sure that you do the proper things after to get that bathroom dried out. Correct. It's to me, it's simple. You know, you can leave the door open, leave the fan running just make sure you air it out.
0: Is that where a water moisture alarm becomes handy?
1: No? Uh, No, a, a moisture and water alarm, those are more for, it's a a sensor that you, let's say you put it down in your basement right next to your water heater. It's a thing that would sit on the floor and if water hits it, it, an audible alarm goes off. Okay. So... Those that's for and you can put them under your kitchen sinks, your bathroom sinks, just so that, you know, there's it's wet down there. OK, so you can use them in crawl spaces, basements you don't inspect routinely. And you can you can actually buy a water alarm that's Bluetoothed. Is that what it's called to your phone? Yes, Bluetooth. Yeah. So it's Bluetooth to your phone and you could literally monitor that. There's things I just showed it to you the other day. I don't recall the brand, but it's called a I think it's a flow sensor, but it's a gadget and they're not cheap. They're priced six seven hundred dollars. It's a little gadget you put on your water shutoff, the main shutoff for your house, and you can literally monitor how much water's running through it and so let's just say it's an Airbnb. You can kind of gauge how much you know the um, tenants, I don't know what they call them guests for Airbnb, how much water they're using. And if you see a bunch of usage when nobody's there, you know there's a leak somewhere. Exactly. Um, So that's something that's a little more expensive, but they're very handy. You can literally, with what I showed you the other day, you could shut the water off from your phone. Wow. So if, you know, say you have a cabin or, or something that you don't visit often, that's where you could have something like that, the flow sensor or a water alarm.
0: Okay. That Ugh.
1: notifies you
0: and here's we're getting back to preventing toxic mold sickness it all becomes important documenting all of these different things by having a humidity gauge by having an air purifier by having the loofy that can give you a, 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 graph. a, a, a yeah. graph and then have your your doctor do some testing for you you can and then keeping a journal and notes of how you feel what rooms you feel badly in you know all these things you put all of that together that gives any mold consultant the ability to help you pinpoint what's really going on
1: yeah Yeah, and I've talked about it numerous times. We can obviously help anybody, but when it comes to someone like myself or a doctor, if you come to us and you don't know anything, meaning you can't answer when did you start feeling this way, did you have a moisture intrusion event, it's going to cost you a lot more money. Mm -hmm. But if you have a journal, if you could come to me and literally say, on this date, I started getting sick or my daughter started getting sick. Ironically, a week prior to that, we had a a water leak from a water pipe. But like you said, if you have it documented in a journal, that makes it'll be it'll save our listeners a lot of money and it saves me a lot of time.
0: Completely. So what's your call to action for people?
1: Just take 5 to 10 minutes and go look in areas that you don't normally look in. Like go down to your mechanical room, take a peek in your crawl space. Go look underneath the sinks. Make sure that nothing is wet or make sure there's no water.
0: And make sure if your teenager is taking a two-hour shower, they're using the, what is it, exhaust?
1: The exhaust fan, yes. Exhaust fan, yes. Yeah, and even even with the exhaust fans, you know, we've noticed it because we have humidity gauges in the bathrooms. Even running the exhaust fans, they just don't keep up. Mm -mm. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of listeners will be like, well, see, then it's not, you know, there's no reason to use it. Well... It helps, but if you own your home and you can upgrade the fan to a higher c f m that would be ideal but yes yes it it's tough as it is, you need to tell your child, spouse, or whoever uh one and a half hour showers we we're gonna have to figure something else yes, out yes
0: and open doors and windows on a regular basis, don't exactly. keep your house all locked up
1: yep. yeah, and it's you know we know, and we've talked about that too. it's winter time, but still, you know once a week, just open your windows, shut your furnace off and and just get some fresh air moving. Because it will, it could save you a lot in, in doctor's bills and mold mitigation. Absolutely. So we have, obviously you're listening to the podcast, but we have this podcast we release every week. Um, we also have an email list that a lot of you, I appreciate all of you, I'm getting a lot more people signing up for that. Uh, the way they sign up for that is, is it's the mold investigation checklist. Yes. And then what else? And there's, you'll
0: find it. There's also a mold fact sheet. You can read the books. So look for the books on Amazon and you can find you can get access to the mold fact sheet via the books on Amazon or you can go to cnccontractorservices.com and you can get access to the mold investigation checklist and just, keep you know, follow us everywhere. We're on Instagram, too.
1: Yep. And we're, we're working on hopefully I'll get more videos, but we're working on the YouTube channel. Yes. So that's something that, you know you've been bugging me for a long time to do that. I don't like to do that kind of stuff, but, but yes, yeah, follow us there too. And as far as the email list, I don't blow up your email. Um, you know, I might send a few promotional things, but for the most part, it's like two times a month. You'll, you'll you'll get an email and it's, it's just informative. You can, like you said, you can get the link through the books or you can go right to the website. So once again, thank you for listening. Today was episode 242. Have a wonderful day.